Is hot girl summer still happening this year? How many carbs are in a white claw? If I squat every day, will I get a dump truck? I'm Shay. I'm Leah. We are Two Tone Training. Training. You're listening to Don't Tone Alone. Bro, what's your whoop score? Uh, 37. 37. Mine's 58. Shay? Shoot. Um, I don't even know. Open up the app, bro. Guys, wow. it's like it's like you're new here. It's like I'm new here. Yeah, um, my goodness, guys. I I have two phones going right now. I have my work phone and my um, personal phone. So there, there's just a lot going on. I got two phones. Okay, so you're out of forty six. So are oh. you the Justin? Are you the lowest? Yeah, thirty seven. Yep. Okay, twenty seven the day before. I feel like there has to be like a punishment for that. But we'll get into all that later. 50 burpees. 50 burpees. 50 burpees. All right. That seems fair. (gasps) To a star jack. Yes. Okay. So if you're wondering who has a 37 whoop score, it is Justin Lofranco. Did I say that Mm -hmm. right? Did I get that right? Um, The CEO and founder of The Morning Chalk Up. If you don't know what that is, first of all, rude. Rude. Second of all, rude. Rude. Okay. Thank you. Um, So CrossFit Journal. Covers all things CrossFit, all things fitness, health related. Um, I feel like yeah. you guys are starting to like kind of expand your horizons. Yeah. Or that it might just be us. A little bit. Um, we're still pretty CrossFit specific. You know, we're like, we're niche. Um, so we want to go super deep into the CrossFit world and talk about like all of its trends. Um, sometimes fitness tips, but a little bit less of that. Like we think of ourselves more news related. So like, does, is it worth, is it worth a story? Not like, does it get you better abs? Which is, <laughs> there's a lot of merit to that. Yeah, right. And everybody wants better abs, but there's a lot of people out there that's doing that. And we are out there saying, you know, we're going to actually tell you what's happening and like why it matters. So it's a little bit different. So how do you get better abs? <laughs> he doesn't know. Oh, okay, they right. don't cover that. Pierce. Yeah. I think if you ask her, she can, she can set you up with a power app. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, but we're super excited to have you. Um, we're big fans of the morning talk up. We've been following, um, how did it all start? I guess I didn't realize it was as new as it is. Like I know I, I thought I was late to the game, but I guess I feel like I, six to be years. honest, I was right on the pulse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six years. Um, this February uh, we started, I started it, I guess. Um, I left a career in politics. I used to be a two phoner, you know, got my Blackberry. Uh, all right, if you can my, relate. My other BBM. I know all about it. What yep. was your BBM away message? <laughs> Showering <laughs> BRB. <laughs> Snapping. No, oh, we, no, no, it's like, Always available. Always available. Um, <laughs> we don't sleep. I, I lived in Washington D.C. I, I lived in I lived in Boston for a little bit. Oh my God! Uh, Wait, we didn't know we're, this. Yeah, I worked for Mitt Romney. Um, he was running for president. Uh, old Governor Romney, okay. Senator Romney. Now. Oh my God! We'll get um, into all that later. That's whoa. <laughs> whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so basically, uh, I spent seven years in politics. I, I lived in D.C. and then hopped around for campaigns and. Um, Six years ago or five years, 10 months ago, I uh, started the morning chalk up. I was like, you know, it'd be really cool. It's just like talking about CrossFit all day long. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So <laughs> I have to ask. Yeah, so I know. It's such an interesting in, jump. Yeah. You're in politics. And then suddenly yeah. you say, I want to start a CrossFit journal. How? Why? Um, well, first of all, so uh, my job ended. I was working up for another presidential campaign in, in Wisconsin, working for the governor. Um, and this is the end of 2015, October. And he's like, Hey guys, like ain't happened for me this year. I'm out. And I was like, man, I've been doing this for a while. And do I want to go to DC? Do you want to jump on another campaign? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to Italy. I'm going to go work on a farm. 
if y'all are still in the race when I get back, maybe I'll join one of you guys. And then, you know, we'll see. So it was like two months. I was there. I was in Norway. Um, I was in Barcelona for a little bit and I came back like working on farms. Okay. Wait, question. Like (laughs) how how old were you when this happened? Yeah. Like when you were like, all right, how old am I now? Do you know how old I am? Honestly, not a day over 23. 35. Close. Wow. Okay, so how old were you when you went, when you're like, screw it, I'm going abroad? 29. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'd spent seven years professional politics without like more than basically a week off at a time. And even that was rare. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to go feed pigs and chickens. It's kind of the same thing as like working in D.C. And and I came back two days before Christmas, 2015. I was like, no, I think I'm done. And you guys have a great race and uh, moved back to California. We've been with my parents as all super successful entrepreneurs <laughs> at, the, at the, the penultimate year uh, of their yes. 20s. Mm-hmm. I did and the I same thing. Like, oh, you know what the pathway to success for me is? Starting a blog. <laughs> and everyone was <laughs> like, what? Good luck with that, buddy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, you're never going to make any money with this. So like, were you, so obviously you were in, you were doing CrossFit. Yeah, I, I started in 2010. Actually, I was I started in the House of Representatives in the basement gym of the House of Representatives, just like doing Helen on a treadmill. Like well, all these other political operatives are like, the hell is that guy? What? <laughs> like we knew everybody here was crazy, but that guy clearly. Uh, yeah, this like, guy's on a no level. Long time ago. Like, what's what is that burpee thing he's doing in the corner? He is weird. Wait, how did you learn? Were you like taking classes? Like, were you going to a box or like how? No, no. So um, it's 2006. Sorry, we got to go even further. Yeah, back. yeah, no, take us college, back. A buddy of mine in college was doing CrossFit. He now owns Red Bull CrossFit in Huntington Beach, California. But we met. He was a he was um, my grade in in at college, and, and basically he was like, "Dude, I found this great this great thing. It's CrossFit." And I'm like, "Cool." We're both in the gym, and I I did a workout with him once, and I was like, "Nah, man, that ain't for me, right?" And he's yeah. all into it. He he started then, and he's been doing it ever since. And then fast forward. Uh, four years later in 2010, uh, I saw that he competed at one of the events it, back then it was called sectionals. I was like, boy, man, that looks super cool. How do I get involved in that? And so I just started doing it. I, I went like a lot of other people. I went to the .com. I watched the videos. I looked at the instruction stuff. I, mm-hmm. I, I cherry picked workouts to find something that I had the equipment for at my gym. And I was in the staff gym at the house of representatives, um, Rayburn house office building, sub basement. My God. <laughs> doing burpees and kettlebell <laughs> swings with the dumbbell and other things that look weird, kipping pull-ups like in that, you know, that like Cybex machine area where it's like everyone's yeah. got their thing and they're doing the flies. And I'm like, oh, hey, yeah. man, can I like, can I, can I cut in? You know what I'm like? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, you can't. Oh my God. Cross like, to you. I'm like, all right, here you go. Oh so, my God. Um, and then eventually after the Romney campaign, I was like, oh, you know what? I really, um, I really suck at this and I need some <laughs> professional help. And so I joined a gym. Just so just honest. I just it. honestly suck at this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like seeing myself in the mirror. I'm like, I look hideous. Like, that's not a squat. I'm like, I don't, I'm seeing like Camille LeBlanc Basme over there doing like perfect squats. Yeah. Like, I was like, you know, basically like walking into a salon. I was like, how do I get Brad Pitt's hair? <laughs> just show him the I photo. Like this. <laughs> I'm like Rich Froning. I'm like, hey, can I do that? Can you show me how to do that? It's like I got like 25 minutes between my next week before my yeah. yeah, carry the one. Yep, just enough just, time. Yeah, he's like, yeah, we can perfect. That I was in. like, yeah, we'll have you over. It's probably 300 in no time. Yeah, yeah, no worries. There you go. Wow. So okay. That is 2010, 2012. I joined an affiliate, 
so I've already been crossing for a long time. Twenty end of twenty fifteen is when I started. Okay, Wait, so- that's amazing. Okay, so then you move into your parents' house and yeah. you're like, I'm gonna start blogging. Yeah. Yeah. What's the first basically. blog post? Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't. So I'm sure you're both. Um, you're both. Uh, I imagine I'm gonna take a take a stab here. Familiar with the skim. Yes. Yes. And so I was like, oh, the skim. I was like, that makes sense. Um, we could do that for CrossFit. We could be mm-hmm. this punny sort of colloquial, um, fun, engaging place, but a, a way to bring all the disparate parts of CrossFit together into one place. So mm-hmm. you just wake up every day and you're like, hey, now I know what's going on because yeah. CrossFit HQ has got its thing, but like blog XYZ in Europe's got its thing or yeah. athletes are on Instagram talking about what they're doing, but no one's putting it together. So I was like, you know what? We're just going to send out an email a newsletter every day. So what it was started as was just a newsletter that's still our number one thing. That's still mostly what we do mm-hmm. is create a newsletter and we're just going to tell you what's up. And you're like, it's like talking to your friend, like, you know, in between lifting reps at your gym who like knows everything that's going on in CrossFit. Like that's the whole point. Right. Like, that's what it started as. And we have them in politics. And so I grew up in politics reading them every day. I'm like, all right, like this is what's happening. This is what's relevant. And when we grew up a little more and grew up a little bit more, our tone and our vocabulary and our diction just got a little bit more um, authoritative because we became a little more authoritative. So we were being a little bit less punny. Mm-hmm. We're being more like, this is what, this is actually what tells <laughs> yeah, Right. Like, yeah. you know, cause we're in the room or we know that or we're on the phone with somebody or we're talking to an athlete. It's like, we're not BSing you. We're not just, but we're also trying to have fun and like pump up the community and just like good vibes for everybody. But then also it's like, here's what's up. Wow. So uh, I guess now I, I still kind of want to break down this journey a yeah. little bit. So you're posting this blog post. <laughs> when do you like, so was there any point where you're kind of like, all right, no one is reading this. Yeah. No one even cares. <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like that a lot about yeah, like, things well, what I do, say. What do I even do? Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Like it's sort of the hopeless journey of the internet, which is like, is anybody out there? Yeah. It's like, it's like watching Julia, Julia. It's me, Margaret. Julia, right. Like that, that movie, you know, Julia and Julia, Julia Child. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Is anybody reading this? And there's like nobody commenting. It's like that sort of mindless journey into the, into the world of the internet. Um, and one of the things I started with is I, we actually had no website at the beginning. So there's no website for the first year and a half. We were only a newsletter. So we only sent out an email every day. And that was it. Every day. And That's a lot of content for one person to pop out. Yeah. Seven days a week for like the first like month and a half or something. I was like every day I went all in obviously. And so what I had was an email list of people and from a previous CrossFit blog I'd started and you can like sign up on WordPress. And so I like harvested all those emails and put it into MailChimp, started emailing them out and just did this thing. And then, you know, I emailed a couple of people from CrossFit HQ. I put their email addresses on there to kind of spam them a little bit. And, and <laughs> no like, shame oh, in the game. Just, yep. No. I'm like, and they're like, well, this is kind of interesting. And like, huh, there's some value there because they are putting things together that like, we weren't even writing stories yet. We were just aggregating the world and just telling you this is what's happening. And these yeah. are yeah. buckets that people could digest and be like, here, here's big lifts or here's upcoming events or mm-hmm. here's, you know, um, new videos that have popped up and here's some context about why those things might be interesting to you. Mm-hmm. So we started with that. And so you can look at the open rate, you can look at the engagement rate. And then I just kind of like word them out, like forward this to a friend, like, Hey, would you just like forward this to five people? just do those like personalized messages and just grew a little bit more. And then eventually like I put like 
I don't know, 500 bucks in advertising. You know, I liquidated my government pension. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, here's some ad money. And Did you have like an like, end goal? Like when you were like, I feel like I'm guessing your uh, first goal was kind of like brand exposure. Like, let's just get the word out. Yeah. But like, what was like, yeah. did you have a vision of like what this was going to turn into? Well, it's sort of a, it was sort of like a Jacqueline Hyde situation in the sense that I was also doing like a lot of digital consulting to like pay, to like make money. Cause like yeah. I knew this was going to take a long time. So yeah, I came yeah. up with this idea and I was like, well, this could be a good example of what I could create for another company and help them spearhead if um, it turned into something that was somewhat successful. So I was even creating with this concept that it could be just lead generation, not that it's going to be like the skim or the hustle or morning brew or Axios or CrossFit. That yeah. It's just going to be something that people think is really cool. There's some loose monetary capabilities there, but it's a lead gen being like, hey, look what we've created over here, like from scratch and built that. Mm-hmm. I was actually trying to go more towards the agency model of being like an agency creative and like building a small boutique shop. And so I was still in that Jekyll and Hyde situation. And I eventually I was like, you know, it was like more than a year in. We didn't make any, I don't even, we didn't make any money until like end of year two or something. Yeah. It was still just a hobby. We're, we're learning like that as a hobby. startup real quick. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> super big hobby. Like yeah. fully committed to it. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like missing birthday parties because I'm like, I got to do this thing. I got it's a blog important. today. I'm sorry. They're like, but it's Funfetti cake. <laughs> and it, well, that I would actually. Yeah. No. <laughs> You're like, okay, <laughs> I, I would stop like, everything for the Funfetti I cake. I like that cake. Like anybody who knows me knows I hate cake except that cake. Really? Yeah. We had a I, I knew that. Cake, I'm all about it. I'm like, you know what? I'll box cake all day long. Like, you can just leave the sheet <laughs> pan. I'll eat it. Oh my God. That's cool. so funny. <laughs> yeah. So. We digress. What was your question? Digress to we were we were on this journey of what you thought it was going to be yeah well what was like the end goal and and you were like i needed to make money and yeah well i I was like you know my consulting work is taking a lot of time but you know you have to be disciplined passionate dedicated to move something organically without money without like any Mm -hmm. seed funding without an audience that's pre-built in for you and so like you know we're i'm not going to stop like i'm dedicated to the task at hand and we're going to pour my pour, pour into it and it could still be a lead gen. It was like 18 months in. We'd just gotten a website. And like, this could still just be a lead gen. Like, we're not even selling advertising. We said no to all advertisers. We're like, we're just not taking any money. We just want to make this. We want to feel it out first. Hmm. And then, you know, it started to get a little better. But like, it made like, the first year we made money, we might have made like 30 grand. Which, you know, obviously isn't going to get you that far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, You're still eating ramen you know, at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or my my parents cooking food for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's more like it. So she like could, is, ramen and wait, is mom a good cook? Yeah, mom uh, or dad? She is, but dad's a better one. Oh, yeah. what's what's yeah. his signature dish? Jeez, um, you know, kind of a foodie, so it would be tough to nail that down. But he likes yeah. to experiment with lots of different foods, and um, like loves doing pasta and. I don't know. Leah, well, I feel like we're always trying to like score ourselves like a dinner invite. Like, yeah. can, we, can we come over? I'm like, what's his signature <laughs> yeah, dish and when can I come over? <laughs> if you guys like barbecue, meat, oh, roast, so Do pasta, we like barbecue? Wine. Say less. Oh, yep. We're yep. there. With a bib. That's, that's With kinda, that's <laughs> like a bib, fork, and knife. You had you had barbecue food on Christmas? Well, we like, we like um, smoked a large prime rib. Um, and then each piece was like larger than the plate. Like God, Leah, what time are you out on Thursday? Yeah, yeah. So I, I get out at in one, the morning, and then and we then... could probably make it there. Okay, yep. Okay. But the time change—you guys be here in like three and a half hours. Oh, 
All right, it's a date. Okay, perfect, perfect. Austin to Austin. I know. Hey. Love that. We keep getting distracted by food. First it was cake, now it's barbecue. (laughs) On a tangent. Anyway. This is on brand for us. Yep, yep. So I didn't really know yet. And I didn't, and that's the, and you know, three of the like listeners were like starting their own gig or you're like, you don't have to know. Now I think having mm. a ship without an oar is a really bad idea, generally speaking, <laughs> but the oar doesn't have to be so specific that you already see land, right? Like you can be exploring a little bit and like moving around, like be a Magellan, right? Like Magellan didn't know where he was going, but he's mm. like, Hey, I know there's something out there. I know if I go East or West, like I'll run into something pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like that happens like, a lot okay. with us too. Like people like, I feel like we have like had business coaches and even like friends who have their own thing and like props to them. So I was like, what do you guys want to do with two-toned? And like, we're like, we have like a general sense, but yeah. we're not like this, but X by We're line. also horrible with directions. So <laughs> yeah. So like, honestly, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's, it's kind of like that quote of like, be willing to take the first step without seeing the entire staircase. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I didn't know that to begin with. I knew where we could go. I knew that there was, possibilities on the horizon I said well I mean technically it could turn into this or it could turn into that and I mm-hmm. you know thought and, and and kind of surveyed the landscape and said well you know these could be some potential directions I'm going to keep a lot of ideas and I, I, I did this like exercises mental exercise all the time where I'd write like if I had a million dollars in the bank account what would I do with it mm-hmm. because one day you might oh and you're like but hope. you should also think about it's not just what's in the bank account you might do a million year in revenue you're like well what would you do with it same question. It's, it's, it's just a, it's just a, it's a rhetorical exercise because it doesn't matter if it's a million, because in reality, you're like, well, none, not any one of these ideas is a million dollars. It yeah. might be 50,000 a year right. is one of these ideas. And so that's when you start like writing them down, you're like, would that really cost you a million bucks? And you're like, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. So maybe that is a reality or maybe that's something you're passionate about. Maybe that's something you're capable of doing. So I did this all the time. I had like 40 or 50 ideas where I was like, Hey, for a million bucks and you look at them and you're like, wow, you could probably do like five of them for a million. Or you could do one of them for 50,000 or whatever it is. Point is don't put a ceiling on your thinking. Like don't cap it off. Yeah. So you pick a million because like for, for small timers, you're like, a million. <laughs> whoa, yeah, whoa. what would it, whoa, like I would have a staff and I would have a, cook a uh, butler I yeah i would have shay fanning me. yeah i was like leah would <laughs> yeah. be said butler <laughs> right and that's and that's but that's the point is to think like okay what would you really do if you mm-hmm. had all that cash you're like oh, oh well so that's what i did and i said well anyway instruction sounds super cool let's see where we go you mm-hmm. know and just try to try to like have core values and just like and like move in the direction of core values right and if you're doing that you're going to be just fine. Like don't kill yourself either, but like kill yourself as much as you want to. Mm-hmm. Wow. So like where, like, I guess what happened, like when was like the turning point? Like when did the morning chalk up become the morning chalk up? And yeah, what- like when did the definitive article the come in front of it? You're like, when was it the, not just morning chalk up? Right. Like, um, it kind of happened in, after the 2018 CrossFit games in the summertime when I got this like, phone call from Greg Glassman. He's like, Hey, uh, JLo, um, JLo, I, oh, that's uh, your nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so much JLo. Okay. That's my Instagram. Chalk of JLo. Yeah. Oh, duh, yeah. Duh. My, my, my Twitter's just JLo. J A Y L O. And people are like, Oh my God, it's JLo. And, Second uh, most famous JLo in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I agree. So debatable, um, debatable that you're the first, but anyways, <laughs> had her up and some downs. I've, I've had a fairly steady rise. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I take pride He's got in that. that. Going. Like, you know, I'm consistent. 
you know, just one, <laughs> one follow better every year. I love that for uh, you. I was the year before. Um, so I get this phone call. He's like, hey, J-Lo, um, um, I'm going to start changing the CrossFit games. And he's like, well, um, I need to get my audio recorder. And I'm on with the, the CEO at the time and um, one of his advisors and stuff. And just lay for like an hour and just like laid out the whole like restructuring the games plan and everything like that. And I was like, I was like, uh, is this embargoed? Like, no, 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 you're, you're good to go with this and stuff. And like, we were the first people to tell the whole world, like CrossFit was completely reorganizing its entire game structure. So like, hold and, on, let, yeah, let me yeah, get a yeah, pen. Yeah. yeah. Can you, can you, I know there's probably a lot that happened, but can you tell us like what that shift was? Like, what were the big things? Yeah. So I mean, basically, um, the CrossFit Games had been a three-tier system or three three-stage system. It was the open regionals and then games. And then Greg was like, "You know what we're going to do? We're not going to we're not going to host the, the regionals any longer. Instead, we're going to sort of open the marketplace up to other partners, and we're going to allow them to um, create their own event. And there's going to be a pathway to qualification through their event. So it'll go open, what was called sanctionals, and then the CrossFit Games. So it was similar, um, but instead of CrossFit controlling the entire ecosystem. There are now outside partners who could set up events and then athletes could comp- qualify and compete at those events. And then those athletes that place well enough would get to go to the CrossFit Games. And this was just a big ecosystem shift yeah. for everybody. And so when we published a story, it was like a half a million visits in one day. But like the, I, I like called Eric, I was like, like 30 minutes beforehand, our CTO. And I was like, hey, Eric, like you need to buy like a rack I mean, and Eric's like a super dry guy. So he's like on the phone with me. He's like, why? Because we never hit travel. It's like, I'd never asked him to do that before. He's like, it's like dry eyes. It's that kind of voice. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you're nailing it. Honestly. Like Bueller, yeah. like the, 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 whoever the, the teacher is in that movie. Yeah. You think of that voice. It's like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, and I told him, he's like, oh, okay. So we bought like a rack. <laughs> so that we didn't go down and it was like five thousand people concurrently for like 12 hours on the site which is a lot concurrent that's very high Mm -hmm. it's like a half a million business in a day yeah and um people didn't believe us because we'd never been in a position of breaking news before and we had all major communications about crossfit had always come from crossfit so we had we had this opportunity to do that and how I actually got there is a better point, which is we'd set ourselves up for success by doing really good work for a long time and establishing a relationship with the one person in the room that mattered, which was great. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I have his cell phone, he has my cell phone, and sometimes he gives me a ring and he likes me. So when he decided he was going to communicate with the rest of the world, I was the first phone call. And sometimes you just get lucky. And sometimes you set yourself up for success by working hard and doing um mm-hmm you know, going the extra mile when it, when it counts and when it matters and uh, putting yourself in a position to get that call and then knowing how to deliver on it. And I told that to the team. I was like, have we not done good work? We couldn't have done anything more than what the first story was. We couldn't have taken it further to the next 10 because we just got lucky once, but instead yeah. we were actually prepared because we, 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 right. we were good. I mean, we knew what we were doing. And so that was the moment, right? And now all of a sudden it's like, we're now the one person telling you exactly what's going on on the planet. And it turns out it was all true. And maybe we should be paying more attention to what they're writing all of a sudden. So now it's just like, boom, 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 boom. So was it that same day the story breaks and then you're like, mom and dad, it's been real. It's been and real. And you hack up the U-Haul. Bye-bye. And yeah. <laughs> I actually, I had moved out. I had actually. Oh, okay, okay. 
and I, I moved out at the time. And I remember because like I was like, it, I'd only been in like condo <laughs> for like six weeks or something. Yeah, oh, okay. I was like, this is either going to destroy us or it's going to make us <laughs> one or the other. So there's no in between. Um, I no, there was no in between, and, and 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 you know that's when we kind of took off from there, and um, you know, our site spiked from something like half a million visits the year before to like half a million in a day. And that year we probably ended with like two, two point five or something, and then the next year it was like ten. Wow. Yeah. So wow. Like, oh wow, okay, I guess I guess we're driving a lot more traffic now. And um so that was cool. And that was kind of the moment. So that was where yeah. you saw like that exponential. Yeah. And I think off. yeah, that's Whoa. a great life lesson though, that you guys were prepared for that moment. I mean, you can call it luck, you can call it whatever you want, but yeah. there's a right reason. Place, right time. Yeah. Sure. But like you were prepared. You oh, it was hustle that definitely yeah. went into that too. Um, but talking about monumental moments, so that was one monumental moment, but I feel like also for a small business, yeah. what I'm thinking about, like what's even just like hiring a part-time staff for us yeah. was kind of monumental oh, at yeah. first getting an intern, <laughs> I think, and then going to part-time like consulting. Yeah. Um, I mean, we outsource for like video and some of our video stuff. Yeah. What about you? Like, what was your like first hire and maybe some of the other monumental moments? So, um, we did like a lot of, con when we start writing stories, it you know, ourselves and like actually putting them together. This is still way before this 2018 moment. Yeah. Um, we found like contract writers to like occasionally put together some kind of story bit and stuff. And it was like a huge thing. Um, and, you know, you're in this position of being like, I can't really afford it, <laughs> but I need to afford it. <laughs> yeah. And also, you know, now I'm managing somebody and now I'm having to grow up as an adult. I already managed people before, but now you, now it's, this is your own ship, right? Like, right. It's, like, it's different. It's like you're a parent, you're a, you're the parent and right. you've got to like make it all work and it's all on your shoulders. And so that was a big, I'm glad I started small because I wouldn't have been prepared for like actual adults, like asking me for guidance or direction. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's no, been terrible. Like yeah. people's careers are like, are tied to my ability to guide them. We're all screwed. <laughs> Like, oh, just, you don't give yourself enough out, credit. Passionate about CrossFit. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> once I did hire somebody that was going to show up every day, though, for like three or four hours, mm -hmm. it was a big moment. And I, I, I should have taken risks like that earlier. I think in retrospect, but that's easy to say now because you're mm -hmm. like, hey, it worked out. Yeah. Right. Back then, you're like, I'm not so it's going to work out, and you're no guarantee it's going to work out. But having people doing things that expand your capabilities is like all of a sudden like whoa i i remember i didn't take a day off for like four years oh my god wait like, so what was your first hire who was it like what um yeah this girl named jessica she came in to like take over the daily newsletter management and i was still gonna write stories she was gonna write some stories but she was gonna begin to aggregate for the first time and i think i took i think this was in like somewhere in year three and i didn't publish the newsletter once for the first time, like as Justin, like didn't execute the whole thing in like three years. Wow. And even though hard. we moved from seven days a week to, to five, but I was like, Oh my gosh, like, <laughs> I'm taking tomorrow off. <laughs> I don't have to put the, the bow on it once you got trained. Yeah. And um, I still was super, super involved. There's only two of us. And I couldn't believe it. Like, I was like, this is. Were your family and friends like, finally we get to see you. Yeah. Pretty much. I didn't know friends anymore at that point. Though. Yeah, just I just, yeah it was just me uh, in, in my apartment. <laughs> yeah, in my barbecue. It was, it was, it, it was, it was crazy. Um, 
that was a big moment. And I think that anybody who's done something super hard for a long period of time, they're like, whoa. And when I took a week off, the first time I took a week off mm. was like next level. Like I didn't even realize what that felt like. I, I, I barely even took the week off. I think I was still yeah. like plugged in. Yeah. I even... Yeah. You're like, I'm off. getting I'm to that really point off. where you actually have full-time. And then when, and, and once we hired a full-time staff, like a W2, it's like careers tied to you. You're like, that is, that is a whole new thing. Like even just your first employee, you're like, that's a big deal. Yeah, who like checks in cool every day and they're like, wait, you're back? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt about Leah. You came back. <laughs> we live together. Uh, I have I don't to. Know. Like, why do you still work here? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's something. Thank you for showing up today. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, again, like it's it's kudos to what you built. Um, so I want to dive a little bit deeper into like what makes a morning chalk up story. Like, how do you decide what's post worthy? What gets cut? What doesn't? Yeah, what's headline? What's fake news? Yeah. Like, what do you give us the tea, J Lo? <laughs> um. Uh, so you have to ride this fine line between like how serious you're going to be and like how much do you want to please other people, mm. um, or please your audience, I should say. And so we try to ride a, fun, a fine line between that. Um, we have we have a handful of distinct audiences. So number one is like an elite athlete. So we have elite athletes that read us that like get a better take on what's going on. Mm -hmm. We have coaches of those athletes. So they're kind of in the same category. You have regular everyday coaches, like coaches that coach in a gym, not, not of elite athletes, just, just coaches of gyms and owners, right? So that's another pocket. You've got the other media components, the people that work inside of media, inside of CrossFit industry, podcasters like yourselves, uh, videographers, other storytellers. And then you've got people that work in the industry. So people that work at FitAid, people that work at Nike, Reebok, and CrossFit HQ, and other, other areas like that. And then the large, like majority of the people that read it are everyday CrossFitters. So you look at the newsletter and you look at it from those five buckets, you're like, all right, so what are we putting in there that serves each one of those audience distinctly every single day? Yeah. So you got business owners that want to know about business trends or about affiliation or like business of being in the fitness industry. And you want people that work in the fitness industry to know more about what's going on in other parts of the fitness industry. And then you've got, you know, uh, media people that just want to know what are the major headlines? What are the major takeaways? What things matter? Who hit big lifts, et cetera. And then the CrossFitter that has a general mix of being a fan of the sport, plus being a fan of the community, plus wants to know about positive uplifting news inside of CrossFit, et cetera. So we pick things that are like, look, it's pretty basic. Um, is this, is, is this story easy enough to tell in two sentences? And then are we going to spend the next eight sentences bullshitting? Mm, if right. that answer to that is yes, then it's not a story. So it's going to go in speed reads or in the community section of the newsletter. The answer is no. Like I got to know more about that. Mm. Well, then it's a story. It gets a headline, it gets an image, it gets an interview, it gets to sit down, it gets a process, it gets us to unfold it. So when people come to us, it's like, all right, look, like if I can sum all this up in two sentences and we're not writing a story, enough. if I got to know more about when Matt Frazier went to, uh, you know, a uh, correctional facility in Colorado to observe a, uh, you know, a, a CrossFit competition that happened inside of a prison, well, then I have a lot more questions that I'd like <laughs> yeah, to have Yeah, I got to, some questions. Right? And so you're like, hey, um, can we get on the phone? Because I'd like to know more about that. And right. I think a lot of other people would. And I'm a consumer of our media too. So if I'm interested in it and I'm an everyday box person that just shows up in the box, I'm like, would I read that story? I'm like, yeah. So write it. And that's why I tell our writers. Everybody that, everybody that works for us works out an affiliate. I'm like, would you read that? No. 
Okay. And trash it. Trash. Shred it. Trash so it. how many uh, people do you have working for you now? How big is the team? So the team is like six to eight writers and contributors in the writing sphere. So we have like a columnist. We have two columnists. We've got one practically full-time writer and then a bunch of contributors in different areas. So like some are more sports contributors, some are more community contributors. We were at one point like nine or 10 on the writing staff and, you know, cause it's ebbs and flows. Some people are like, they come in for a year. Some, yeah. some like Tommy's been here for three years. Emily's been here for like almost three years writing for us. Um, and then the other team, the other parts of the team are more administrative. So you've got like sales, um, social, man- social and community management, tech, accounting, so part-time me part-time part-time <laughs> yeah. part-time yeah uh, just putting a few hours yeah um and stuff like that so we, we the team the router team's like a dozen wow so i think and, we we met i guess or like got introduced well one because of social media but um through patrick patrick clark yeah patrick clark yeah you can yeah. buy right now covering, covering uh, that man is always on the move. I feel like our podcasters are like sick of us talking about him, yeah. but like he truly like, it's funny. We met through Instagram and then I think like through him have kind of made a bunch of other connections and it's just been like really cool. And somehow we've gotten like sucked into the CrossFit world, but we like love it. Like Lee and I spend our free time, like watching YouTube's on. Yeah. Just, like CrossFit. Yeah. You got and... Bros on. Those are good friends. Yeah. Like, I love those guys. I love Mars and Uber. Yeah. Um, they were awesome. Goodies. And we had Luke Parker on last week who killed it. And yep. he's also in the bachelor world. So we're, we're big fans. Yeah. Do you watch um, the bachelor? Actually, I do not. I have to Just when we thought we liked you with the fun. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and now we found ourselves, um, going to Wadapalooza in Miami. Oh, nice. Are you Very going? Good. Yeah. Are we meeting? Uh, What's up? TBD, TBD. I'm supposed to go ice climbing. Um, I know you're big that climbing. week. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a dabble. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm supposed to go ice climbing like on the 20th or something to like the ice festival in Colorado. Oh. And, um, but now that you know that two-tone, two-tone training is going to Wadapalooza, you're going to be like changing your plans. I'm, 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 I haven't said no yet. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a serious consideration. I know some members of the team want to go and they'll probably end up going. Um, maybe I'll go for like a couple of days and not go like the whole weekend. Okay. All right. Well, we go like Thursday, Friday. When you go, we'll we're get, there Thursday, Friday. We'll bring you some merch. It'll be a time. Yeah, we'll get you. Yeah, get you some t-shirts. Absolutely, promise. Um, uh, you'll yeah. be the first. You'll be my first phone call. I love it. I love it. Um, so, uh, athletes writing stories yeah. about athletes. Ooh. Who are some of your favorite <laughs> athletes to write about? Are you like? really close with any of them and like does that make it hard sometimes like i'm yeah, sorry like, yeah, you had a great lift but like but this like that person was yeah no, yeah that's a, that's a tough one um uh all right so my background's in communications i came from political comms so that's dealing with the cnn's and foxes mm-hmm. abc's msnbc's new york times of the world um, but i wasn't a, i wasn't a journalist i was on the opposite side but what they tell you when you go to, to comm school, whatever that is, right? That's showing up on yeah. the day and then start having somebody teach you the ropes is um, reporters are not your friends. Doesn't matter how many times you've gone to a bar and got drunk with them. When given the opportunity, they will screw you. Yes. That's that's the first thing everybody learns in political mm-hmm. comms. Now, there's a much more cutthroat world when it comes uh, outside of sports reporting or niche community-based reporting um so (laughs) that's not how we operate however you have to decide when you get into this game who you serve 
Are you going to please your audience? Are you going to tell the truth? Are you going to make athletes happy? You can't do all of them at once because at some point you'll be asked to choose a side. So it's better to choose a side on day one than on day 101. So our side is, you may not like it. Is it accurate? Is it true? Is it relevant? Does it matter? Do people need to know about it? The answer is yes to those things. It doesn't really matter if the person doesn't like it or not. Yeah. Wow. Don't get into media if you want to make friends. Wow. That's yeah. tough. At some, some point you're going to have to, you're going to, obligation or ethics will require you to report on something about somebody you like, mm-hmm. or you're going to have to make the choice to bury it. Yeah. So have you had like a lot of moments where there's a, oh, yeah. tons, tons where you're like, this is my tons. friend and this isn't a great story, but yeah, I have to the easiest it. thing to do is don't become friends with anybody. <laughs> just just like, I'm, going, I'm going climbing. Alone. I'm no. going back to my parents. house. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't become so close to somebody that you can't make a decision. Though. Otherwise you have to be able to explain it to that person and whether they like it or not, you have to be willing to give it up. So it, it, it's, it's not something that happens a lot inside of CrossFit in sports reporting. A lot of times people get rubbed wrong. Cause they're like, man, I think you're like doing me dirty in that story. I'm like, Hey, did we, or didn't we You got second? Yeah, I know. I'm like, like my mind know, right now. People care. Yeah. People care. They, they have an opinion about things. It's their story. It's their life. And if it's not being written the way that they want it, they're going to complain about it. None of this living on the internet thing that we all do nowadays should tell you that people aren't going to be butthurt otherwise. <laughs> right. Do you get it? Is a good chunk of your emails like that? People like kind of complaining? Nah. For the most part, we stay pretty far out of controversial things, but we do wade into them. And when you do, you have to be prepared and you have to make the choice before you publish it. And I, I told this to somebody else. It's like, well, what's one life lesson you've had from publishing stories? And they said, if you write for your critics, you will always A, fail, B, be unhappy. Mm-hmm. So the, the critical the critical people out there that are like, are so-and-so going to get upset about this? Is so-and-so going to get upset about that? Be like, you know what? We're using the best information that we have available. And if you're going to write for your critics to make them happy and appease them, you will never be satisfied with your work. Mm-hmm. You just won't. Yeah. And so I don't live that way. And I tell the writers, I'm like, look, you can be as cushy as you want with anybody else. Yeah, Your choice. But when you sign up and you decide to publish something, you better be prepared. Like, I'm sure it's going to be great. But guess what? People mess up all the time. Doesn't mean you lay out their mistakes in front of the world's audience or the internet, you know, the internet audience out there. Um, But does it matter? Was it a mistake? Like, did somebody get shortchanged? On, a comp- on the competition floor because somebody else made a mistake. And does it matter that, that that gets buried or that gets reported? Maybe it's a lesson learned for other other competitions, but maybe by reporting it, that person might actually get the opportunity to correct the record or for an opportunity to get a fair shake. That stuff matters. And that actually has implications when it comes down to other competitions and sports. What if somebody gets injured because of the fact that somebody you know, didn't think through an event properly, like, mm-hmm. com- like squatting in the rain? Does that seem safe to you on a competitive level? Wow. On a slippery floor? Yeah, no, that's crazy. Probably not. Right. So, yeah, you're right. That organizer may not love you for that. <laughs> and you may be super cushy and just had steak dinner with them last night. Yeah. But it's not going to stop me from telling anybody about it. Wow, this is stuff like we don't even think about. Like, it's yeah. so interesting because we usually, like, um, I feel like on the podcast, we. <sighs> Typically, like, I don't know, I've interviewed like gym owners and things like that. Yeah. So it's so interesting. Like, and also, when you like, talk about it, it's one thing. When you write about it, it's like there's like a thing. Yeah. When it's written, it's definitive. Right. And so people put a lot of scrutiny to that. And they're like, it was written. So it's a real deal. 
like where you're like talking generally speaking like you don't purport to be a journalist like people just generally speaking you're like yeah it's cool but like there's a headline there's words there are quotes and everyone takes it super seriously so if your audience regardless of whether you take it seriously or not your audience is going to take it seriously you should might as well take it seriously especially now that it's in the morning chalk up yeah it's there forever boom Boom. (laughs) no but i love how like we actually oh sorry go ahead we actually did produce a newspaper, a physical, a physical print newspaper last year at the CrossFit Games. We how, need to get our that, hands on it. How'd that go? Because like it's it's just so crazy. The world is so like so video focused Digital. right now. It's like it's, if it's not a t- yeah, if it's not a TikTok, then I'm not gonna take the yeah. time to read it. Do you feel that? We, um, yeah, but we also you know I made this decision a couple of years ago. It's like we're gonna go all in on written work. Like, I don't see people reading less. I see people digesting a lot of video, yeah. right? But like, you know, people are like, oh, newspapers are going away. I'm like, okay, maybe. And I was part of that wave. I was like, oh yeah, New York Times of the world or the athletics of the world, you know, aren't going to be here in eight to 10 years. I'm like, well, they're bigger than they've ever been before. And the athletics is worth like a billion dollars. Fox Media is going to get bought or merged with, you know, New York Times for like another billion dollar acquisition. And Axios is all written and they don't do, they really do any video. Well, that's not true. They do video, video now, but mm. Like all, so we're, we're, we're super into print, like we're in written words. So I, was, I thought it was a cool gimmick. I would like print a newspaper the final day of the CrossFit games. I, I, I went to the, the local newspaper facility and uh, told them I wanted to print 10,000 copies and it was 6 a.m. <laughs> so <laughs> must've loved you. Yeah, it wasn't cheap, but it was worth it. Cause it was fun. Cause we saw people all around the stadium, like opening and reading a newspaper and like, and like the stories were all up to date. Like we had photos and everything. That's so cool. Like, like, That's so cool. Oh my gosh. It was, it was this cool thing. We had this experiential marketing, like, like gimmick where like literally I filed the paper like at 9 PM at night, the night before, and like had all the stories designed and in, there was a leaderboard and it was like this giant photo of like Tia and Justin Medeiros, like, you know, like fist pumping or whatever at the finish line. And it was all like, you're reading stories for the first time. You show up there and like, you had these like old guys, like sitting in chairs, like reading newspapers. Loving it. Loving drinking it. coffee and loving it. So it's like, it's okay to be a little analog, I think, sometimes. No, I, I love that. Like, we grew up, like, our dad got the newspaper every morning. Go to the driveway, like, you bring it in. Yep. Run it's it over with the car. Yeah, it's your turn. It's exactly right. Like, yeah. It's it's a throwback. It's a little bit nostalgic. Um, you know, we wanted to produce the first newspaper ever dedicated to CrossFit. Had to, had to, did just that. Um, actually, after so writing all these stories on these CrossFit athletes, like, have you ever like wanted to become like a pro CrossFit athlete? Like, has that crossed your mind? Well, absolutely. Like, you get the first day you get into CrossFit, like, I could go to games. Yeah, (laughs) you start. I could win the games. I could. I like. I I watched Tia Toomey's grocery haul, and now I know exactly how. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yes, I think anybody who does this gets gets. For the, anybody that started around when I started, I think was really like passionate, like super fire about it. Um, and, you're, and I was young, I was 24 years old or something. Yeah, 24 years old when I started CrossFit. So of course, but reality set in and I was never gonna do that. Um, so you climb, which is very so, challenging. Uh, it's extremely challenging. And I've actually really wanted to take some pro athletes climbing with me. Um, and like get them up to super high altitude and just, fine, like, fine, we'll go. Fine, 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 stop yeah, begging, yeah, stop yeah, we'll dinner, go. then climb, <laughs> yeah. climb, then dinner. We can play around with it. But so have you time. have any athletes? Like, have you taken them or no? I've talked, uh, not yet, but I've talked to a couple pros. It was like, hey, would you be willing to like go out and you know, like 
maybe climb like Mount Kilimanjaro. I feel like Matt Fraser would be all about that. He would crush it. Yeah. Um, he's an unstoppable force. Um, but I know I've never asked Matt. Um, I asked Danny Spiegel. She's from Colorado. She's a huge outdoors. Yeah. She's very outdoorsy. Um, and I was like, do you want to go climbing? She's like, hell yeah. It's like, as long as we stop the trucks first. <laughs> oh, okay. hey. Um, climbing. So I went to like a rock climbing gym and like I didn't even like go on the harness. There's, like the, I, that does, I was like two inches above the ground and I like thought I was. Yeah, like, there's a video of Shay like, like in literally holding on for dear life. And it's like you look and she's like actually like not even one foot off the ground. And you're like, okay. Calm like down. The, it's like what we call like cat corn because like, you know, when a cat's like, like, like hanging on a like a couch or something, mm-hmm. it'll look like. Ah, yeah, that corn. was me. Her. Yeah, can we ins- insert meme gif right here <laughs> on the highlight? <laughs> oh my god! Totally. Um. Yeah. No. But um. So climbing coming coming soon. Coming Leah. soon. Two tone takes on the mountains. Takes oh on god. The we have, no, we, we, have we, gotta, hey, we you, gotta put you through you, a two tone workout. I think you could sell a retreat on that. You know, people would pay like thousands of dollars to like climb a mountain. Guys, you just need a couple of pros to like lug up the gear and Sherpa it for you, and y'all can just like. Have fun with your with your friends. I appreciate you know? your faith in us. Yeah, that's really kind. You're um, from Austin. You're used to the cold. Yeah, oh. yeah true that. True that. Um, yeah. But so for people who kind of want to follow in your footsteps, I feel like um, not of all of our listeners are like necessarily like athletes. They definitely have some probably interest in fitness, but there's so many different, I guess, avenues you can take yeah. when going into the fitness industry. So someone who wants to go into more of like the writing side and follow in your footsteps, what advice would you give to them? Man, that's a tough one because look, I, I, I think, I think if you want to, if you want to be in anything, I think you should look at who's doing something well. Um, I, I tell my staff to be sponges for anything that they come around. So sponge the world around you, right? You can learn things from anyone or anything if you're teachable. And so, you know, it's like, well, when I first started this, I looked at, well, like not just who's good at writing and CrossFit, like who's good at writing in general or who's good at writing at this style or who does things well in this area. So if you're in athletics, like, you know, Matt Frazier, I, I just finished reading a book that comes out next month. Um, and, you know, it's Harvard pays off. So he's like how, you know, he looked at these deficiencies that he had in his own career athletically after, you know, after his big loss in 2015, um, big loss, he, to him, it was a big loss. He got second place. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but like, but we're like, Oh, wow. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's so <laughs> upset about himself. And he was really bummed. And he looked at his deficiencies. He talks about this in the book. And he's like, man, I went out and like, I swallowed my pride. I went to like my high school, like football coach. that was like also the track coach. I, I'm probably butchering the story, but he's like, and I went and ran with high school kids. Awesome. And you're like, and he's like, third year fourth year i think it was fourth year graduating like you know with a degree in engineering uh, from the university of vermont probably butchering that too but sorry matt um, <laughs> like you got the story um, yeah but but he's like swallows pride he's like getting beat by like kids running because they're good at running but like it forced him to learn to run right to sprint right and he's like okay well what what happened the next year right 2016 crossfit games that famous clip of 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 Marson Sawyer's running and like beating Frazier, but like who's the guy in the lead? Man, that's Matt Frazier. Fast forward to 2020 CrossFit Games. Who wins the sprint sled event? Well, that would be Matt Frazier. You're like somebody who didn't know how to sprint, didn't sprint well, now is winning all the sprint events. Well, why? Because he looks at his deficiencies and said, Hey, who out there knows how to do something like that? And you swallow your pride and you're like, hey buddy, um, I know you're coaching like seven-year-olds there, but I could really use some help swimming. Right. <laughs> 
And it's like, right. And so if you're going to be a learner, you have to put yourself in a position to a admit you're not an expert. B learn from other people, regardless of who the teacher is. Right. So like there's world champion swimmers out there that are like 12 years old. Right. I think they can teach you about something or are you too good? Cause 27. Right. I think there's definitely something to be said about those athletes. The best athletes in the world are willing to put their pride aside um, and learn from, from anyone in order to get better. Cause that's all they really care about. Yeah. And so if you're, if you're of that mindset, um, generally speaking, there's somebody out there that you can glean information from, even, even from my competitors, who I look at what they're doing. Yeah. It's like, there's no reason not to do that. And like, we're not this like uber competitive environment. We're all like chasing after ratings and stuff like yeah. the TVs do. Mm. But I look at what other people publish or put out or video wise, man, that's smart. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that makes sense. Like, uh, all right, cool. All right, like, yeah. here's how we could do that yeah. like that. Like you don't have to um, stop learning because you're out of school, right? I think if you go to university and that's the path you decide to take for your own education, the one thing that you, people are always like, well, why do you learn math? It's like learning how to do something different and thinking about a system and a problem and solving it in a way that you may not like. World is like that. Life is like that. Like walk into a math class and be able to figure out a problem on your own. Man, that's, that's a skill. Like who cares if you don't have to do algebra? Like I forget the quadratic equation. Like I, I don't remember what I said. Like solving yeah. problems is life, right? You know, like yeah. okay. Like if I had kids, like I couldn't help my kid with algebra because like I don't remember anything. It's like yeah, but you know how to solve problems, right? Like for yourself. Well said. I already know. Highlight. 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 That's a highlight right there. Oh my gosh. No, I think that people Boom. are going to get a lot. That's, that's the trailer, right? Boom. There. Yeah. Um, I think people are going to get a lot out of this and I know I did, but we end up every- Wait, wait, but I have a question. Yeah. yeah. Where did the name come from? It's kind of funny. We went through a few different names. Yeah. But isn't it, but don't you think it's clever, right? I'm going to take credit, Leah, I think I for this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we went through a bunch of different names. I don't even know, like, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones we went through. Like city sweat work or something. Yeah, it was one of ours. We like talked about popping in different cities and then we tried to do something with our names, but it like didn't really work. And yeah. our last name is Doughty, which often gets duty. Duty. Um and so that's just not that's just not cute. So we're like, what's something with two that also has to do with like fitness? And, and then Yeah, it took a few tries and boom, one day I li- I woke up Lee. I li- think I like woke yeah. you up and I was like two tone training. That's what it is. I was like, originally okay. we just want two toned, but then two that was like taken like by like a shoe company yeah. or something. So yeah, that okay. came two tone okay. training. Yeah. And do you, do you live together? We, we do. Are you roommates? Wow. We, we are. We work together. Which one's older? Guess. Leah. No. No. Shay. Twenty seven. Twenty five. Wait. Wait. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you guys were twins. No, and we get that a lot. Yep, no, and we can't say we like because also our else, um, J Lo, it would have been two tone training twins. Two tone training (laughs) twins. We would have added on that. That makes sense. That actually, yeah, that's that's very alliterative. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. Alliteration is the name of the game. You know, it's also like T O O. It's a little bit of a play on words. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's exactly so clever. We're like two toned. Yeah, we're yeah we're two toned. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I feel like we're we so toned. We're two we're, toned. We're two toned. So clever. T-O-O. Yeah, Leah, I think he's asking us to be writers for. The yeah, do you up. want to hire us? Because <laughs> yes. the answer is yes. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. This, the clever any headline we got you. <laughs> like they're we all like alliteration. Oh hell yeah! Done. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
We pay in PSLs and and uh, barbecue and ribeye steaks. Okay, sold. Speaking our language, yeah. yeah, my guy. All right, so J Lo, we do we do end off every podcast with a little game. So this one is five second rule. Have so, you ever played that? Oh, so fun. imagining it's one of two things: either I'm going to drop something on the floor, pick it up in five seconds, eat it. <laughs> we should do that. Actually, I, <laughs> I like question. that game better. Yeah, I like your version better. But no, what what's going to happen is we're going to say five seconds to answer a question. Well, no, not quite. Not quite. Get nope, ahead nope. of yourself there. Um, we're going to say a word, and then you're going to give us three things. The first three things that come to mind um, within five seconds. within five seconds. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah, and I if like you don't, game. then this you get a point, yeah. and the goal is to not get points, basically. <laughs> and if you get if you get um, three I'll points, be the timer. If you get three points, you have to do ten star jacks on camera. Is a star jack like a? Well, we can show you. Right. When okay. the time so, comes, okay, we'll show you the star three jack. Three things within five seconds. Yes. All right. I'm on timer. All right. All so, right. are you ready? I'll let. I'll say. She'll say the word, and then I'll set time. Rest day. Uh, cookies, chocolate, bakery. Wow. 3.85. That's good. What kind of cookie? Guy. What kind of cookie? Funfetti? Chocolate chip, brownie, chocolate chip. <laughs> I love it. Oh, he tries to go for three. <laughs> chocolate chip and chocolate chip, double chocolate chip. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, YouTube vloggers. YouTube vlogger. Uh, Craig Ritchie, Tommy Marquez, Rory McKernan. Wow, that was like seven. Craig Ritchie was a good one. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. That was well, seven? Okay. No, I'm kidding. No, no. He's like, that was so much faster. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. I was saying you named like seven people. I was kidding. That was no. well under oh. five. Yeah. Well done. Okay. Protein. Meat. Meat. Eggs. <laughs> you you doubled double down on the meat. I'm giving you a point. I'm giving yeah, you a point. You just got yourself a point. All right. Podcast. Okay. Uh, two-tone, Talking League Fitness, and Joe Rogan. Wow. wow. Okay, you're good. In the same sentence with Joe Rogan. Let's go. And your last one, gym apparel. Shorts, shoes, socks. Can't wow. forget the socks. No shirt. No, no, shirt. <laughs> no shirt. You don't need a shirt. Wow. You nailed it. Okay. Yeah. You did get one point, though. So does he have to do Star Jacks? Right. Maybe just one Star right, Jack. One Star okay, Jack just, just so we can see do your you Star Jack form. Okay. No, you. you okay. You go. All right. So it's like so. So you have to kind of like bundle together so that you can get yeah. some air. Ready? Um, and then you all limbs leave the ground Ready? for your star jack. So yes, J Lo, what does your star jack look like? Um, well, I'm a Leo, and uh, no, that's not where we're going with no, it. No, 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 no. All right. So like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, like if I were a skier. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It would look like so. Wearing, He's soft and I'm wearing, soft like, knees. Normal pants. Yeah. Too. Wow. I, kind of, I didn't. I, was, like, I was nervous. You weren't going to be wearing pants. <laughs> He's probably wearing like a CrossFit speedo. Yeah, oh my yeah, God. yeah. That's not a thing, by the way. Like, okay, I was on. like, should we get? Should one? be one. Oh, should be. <laughs> like, do you really want anybody to watch burpees? Yeah, okay, you're right. No, you're right. Like, no. fox jumps in a speedo. We're like, okay, Ooh. sorry. But do it for the views. Do it for the views. All right, ready? Let's see it. Three. Okay. Two. One. Ah! He's a star. <laughs> okay. star. I love well it. Done. Oh, man. Oh. round of applause round of applause all right so guys if you are listening to the podcast on apple Podcasts, on spotify whatever what are the other ones i don't even know but whatever yeah, wherever you're whatever. listening to this you're going to want to tune into the youtube so that you can see jlo star jack and let give us a rating zero to ten yeah please please um let me know, let me know where i can improve 
Oh, fair. Well, I was looking for constructive criticism. I love it. Um, all right. So this was honestly such a blast. So much fun. Told uh, you it was going to be your worst podcast. No. Yeah. He said that. I was like, no way. No, you, you brought the heat. You brought the Star Jacks. We, there's nothing else we could ask for. No, nothing. Um, we hope to see you in Miami. Um, yeah, likewise. Please, the ice climbing can wait. Yeah, please plug yourself. <laughs> Where can people find you? Where can they read the morning chalk up? Ready, set, go. Uh, Instagram.com slash morning chalk up. Um, also morningchalkup.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. Check it out five minutes every morning, Monday through Friday. I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about CrossFit, motivate you a little bit, tell you some new things, get you on your day. Wow. Elevator pitch. Nailed it. Love it. All right, team, you can tone from home. You can tone from your phone. But all we ask is is that that you you don't don't tone tone alone. alone. Bye, guys.